Operation Clean Air, Implementing a Surgical Smoke Evacuation Program by Mary Kay Dobby and others. Abstract. Surgical smoke is a hazardous byproduct of any surgery involving a laser or an electrosurgical unit. Although research and professional organizations identified surgical smoke as harmful many years ago, this byproduct continues to be a safety hazard in the OR. An interdisciplinary team at a large academic medical center sought to address the exposure of patients and perioperative team members to surgical smoke. The team used the nursing process to resolve the lack of smoke evacuator equipment and surgical smoke staff member knowledge. To increase awareness of the hazards of surgical smoke, we gave presentations to nursing staff members and surgeons who then completed educational modules. We conducted audits in all ORs to monitor compliance. The use of smoke evacuation supplies has more than quadrupled since education began. Additional unit-based education continues every day and is a constant reminder that safety is the responsibility of all perioperative team members. Professional organizations have recognized the hazards of surgical smoke for many years. A 1996 publication from the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health reported that a smoke byproduct is created during surgical procedures that destroy tissue using a laser or an electrosurgical unit, and that the smoke byproduct, that is, plume, created, can contain toxic gases and vapors such as benzene, hydrogen cyanide, and formaldehyde, bioaerosols, dead and live cellular material, including blood fragments, and viruses. These are still recognized as components of surgical smoke today, in addition to several other components, including carbon monoxide, bacteria, nitriles, and polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. Surgical smoke contains an estimated 150 different chemicals, many of which are recognized as health hazards. Despite knowledge of the hazardous components of surgical smoke and evidence-based practices to control surgical smoke, healthcare workers continue to be exposed. This article shares one hospital staff's journey to provide smoke-free ORs for their patients and perioperative team members. Description of the problem It is widely accepted that cigarette smoke and smoke generated by manufacturing facilities are hazardous to a person's health. A seminal study on surgical smoke found that using a carbon dioxide laser on one gram of tissue is similar to inhaling the smoke from three unfiltered cigarettes in 15 minutes. If operating with an electrosurgical unit, the number of unfiltered cigarettes increases to six. One gram of tissue is approximately the size of a penny, and many surgical procedures require the use of energy-generating devices, for example, lasers and electrosurgical units, on areas of tissue much larger than this. Although the hazards of surgical smoke have been recognized for decades, some perioperative team members seem to be indifferent to the smoke created in the OR. A group of perioperative nurses at our facility reviewed the AORN, Guideline for Surgical Smoke Safety, which recommends that perioperative team members should evacuate all surgical smoke using a smoke evacuation system. Although supplies and equipment were available in the ORs at our facility, an informal survey of staff members revealed that they were not evacuating smoke on a regular basis. In addition, there was no policy in place to support and encourage smoke evacuation. Learning about the AORN Go Clear Award became the catalyst and inspiration to create a formal educational program for perioperative team members at our facility. The AORN 
Go Clear Award is a recognition program for healthcare facilities that commit to a surgical smoke-free environment for their patients and perioperative team members. Facilities can achieve recognition on one of three levels, bronze, silver, and gold. Each participating facility is rated based on the extent of the facility's surgical smoke education for staff members, smoke evacuation compliance, and availability and use of proper smoke evacuating equipment. Perioperative nurses at our facility set their sights on going for the gold to improve patient and perioperative team member safety. Setting and Project Initiation The setting for this project is a large magnet academic medical center located in New York City. The medical center is an 844-bed acute tertiary facility that serves approximately 35,000 inpatients annually. Perioperative team members perform approximately 30,460 surgical procedures annually in the perioperative department, which spans five locations throughout the health system and contains a total of 44 ORs. In December 2016, one perioperative nurse manager gained approval from the Vice President of Perioperative Services and senior leaders to promote a safer working environment by participating in the AORN GoClear program. The support from the senior leadership team, which included the chief nursing officer, the chief medical officer, the vice president of perioperative services, and the senior director of quality and patient safety, has been essential in maintaining momentum for the program, which became known at the organization as Operation Clean Air. After we obtained senior leader approval, we created an implementation team and adopted the GoClear Award as our guide. The implementation team consisted of one nurse manager, a perioperative services educator, an assistant nurse manager, a perioperative nursing quality specialist, staff members from each of the five OR locations, a physician assistant, and a CRNA. Staff members included a mix of RNs and surgical technologists. We held a kickoff meeting in January 2017 to ensure that the implementation team had a clear vision and to design an action plan. The team agreed to use the nursing process, that is, assessment, planning, implementation, evaluation, to guide the workflow. Goals The implementation team became the driving force for change. The team agreed that the goals of the Operation Clean Air program were to increase awareness of the hazards of surgical smoke, assess current practices and available supplies, and increase smoke evacuation practices to create smoke-free ORs. Literature Review To achieve our goals, the team used the literature as a foundation. The hazards of surgical smoke stem from the fact that smoke contains toxic compounds, blood fragments, carcinogenic cells, viruses, and bacteria. Perioperative personnel encounter respiratory, chemical, biologic, carcinogenic, mutagenic, and cytotoxic hazards when exposed to surgical smoke. Smoke particles generally range from 0.5 micrometers to larger than 25 micrometers. Particles smaller than 10 micrometers can be inhaled, and particles 2.5 to 10 micrometers can deposit in the respiratory tract and penetrate the alveoli. Standard surgical masks can only filter particles larger than 5 micrometers. Masks are therefore ineffective at filtering smoke, even when worn correctly. In addition, viable tumor cells have been found in surgical smoke. 
In a 2015 study by Inn and others, researchers took 50 samples of smoke generated from the use of an ultrasonic scalpel and implanted the smoke into the lower backs of mice. They observed tumor growth at 16 of the 40 injection sites two weeks after the initial implantation. After additional histologic and biochemical analyses, the researchers found these tumors to be identical to the cancer cells cauterized by the ultrasonic scalpel. Proper use of smoke evacuators is recommended to protect surgical staff members. AORN, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, the International Federation of Perioperative Nurses, and the Joint Commission all advocate that surgical smoke be controlled effectively. AORN suggests that the selection criteria for any chosen system include proper filters, the ability to activate the evacuator remotely in the presence of smoke, and a variable flow rate to adjust to varying amounts of smoke. Filters are specifically designed as ultra-low particulate air filters. These filters include activated charcoal that traps smoke particulates and toxic gases and neutralize odors. If a smoke evacuator is not available, wall suction with an inline ultra-low particulate air filter is appropriate to evacuate small amounts of surgical smoke. Perioperative personnel must place the inline filter between the suction canister and the wall connection to prevent particles from entering the pipes in the walls. However, wall suction may have lower suction flow rates and therefore be ineffective at evacuating larger amounts of smoke. Other supplies that may be used include an electrosurgical unit pencil with attached smoke evacuation tubing or flexible wand tubing that is covered with a latticed screen. The latticed screen prevents users from suctioning countable items, for example, sponges, and tissue into the tubing. These supplies connect directly to the smoke evacuator. The National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health also proposes wand tubing to be placed no farther than two inches away from the surgical site to prevent loss of the smoke that is captured. Supplies may be tailored to the surgery, but all procedures generating smoke should have some form of adequate smoke evacuator present. Surgical team members are not the only people at risk. Patients are also exposed to surgical smoke. One common operating approach that patients may choose is minimally invasive surgery, which involves a faster recovery time, less pain, and smaller incisions and scars. One approach to minimally invasive surgery is laparoscopy, during which the surgeon places trocars and uses carbon dioxide to inflate the abdomen. When the surgeon uses electrosurgery with laparoscopic techniques, the patient may directly absorb the generated smoke through their peritoneum and into their bloodstream and other body fluids. Dabrogowski and others conducted a study analyzing the preoperative and postoperative urine samples of 82 patients undergoing laparoscopic cholecystectomy for the toxic compounds found in surgical smoke. Urine directly filters out the toxic components found in blood. The researchers collected the urine samples preoperatively during hospital admission and postoperatively as the first urine excreted within 5 to 12 hours after surgery. During the study, the patients did not smoke cigarettes and were not exposed to cigarette smoke. Significant findings included an increase in concentration of toluene and a three-fold increase in concentration of benzene after surgery compared with concentrations before surgery. Toluene and benzene are both common chemicals found in cigarette smoke. 
Benzene is recognized as a carcinogen by the American Cancer Society, is a leukemogenic factor, and may cause a variety of other short- and long-term health effects. For example, headaches, anemia, and harm to reproductive organs. Limiting exposure to surgical smoke when patients are awake is also a consideration. For example, patients are conscious during Mohs surgery. Yonin and Achoa enrolled 30 patients in a comparative trial in which the surgical team did not use smoke evacuation during the Mohs stage, but did evacuate smoke during closure. The researchers ensured that the surgical team draped the patients so that they were unable to see whether the smoke evacuator was present on the surgical field. Surgical smoke has a distinct and unpleasant odor, and 100% of patients reported an awareness of a burning odor during the Mohs stage. However, only 40% reported the same awareness during the closure. 19 patients, 63%, noted that the use of a smoke evacuator contributed to a more pleasant surgical experience. Although the sample size in this study was limited, the results support that patient perception and safety are additional factors in considering evacuation of smoke. Assessment We assess the need for Institutional Review Board approval by consulting with our facility's Center for Innovations in the Advancement of Care. In accordance with a medical center and based on Code of Federal Regulations, Title 45, Part 46.102, which provides the statutory definitions that guide human subject research, this project is not considered research involving human subjects and therefore did not require Institutional Review Board approval. The implementation team identified a gap analysis as the first task. Using the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality's instructions for performing a gap analysis, the nurse manager and perioperative services director of business operations analyzed the current supply of smoke evacuating disposable goods and equipment. In 2016, before this analysis, facility leaders made the commitment to ensure that smoke evacuators were available in every OR at all five locations. However, the gap analysis revealed that one location with four ORs had only three smoke evacuators, and another location with five ORs had extra smoke evacuators. Team members from each of the five locations performed gap analyses on their home units. Two themes emerged a deficit in knowledge and awareness regarding the hazards of surgical smoke, and a lack of options for surgeons to evacuate smoke from the surgical field based on preference. Planning After the gap analysis, the implementation team met to establish and agree on criteria for all members. The team agreed that all members should possess a desire to reduce surgical smoke, attend scheduled meetings, and participate actively by sharing knowledge and reporting feedback. The team set objectives, finalized the action plan, and assessed team members' general knowledge of surgical smoke. Initially, the team met weekly to develop and schedule educational sessions for staff members and surgeon groups, practice using smoke evacuation equipment and supplies to become experts, recruit surgeon champions, and create a smoke evacuation standard. To close the gap in the number of smoke evacuators per OR, the team planned to relocate one of the smoke evacuators from the unit with extra equipment to the unit that needed another smoke evacuator. This action effectively allowed every OR to be equipped with a method to evacuate smoke. To address knowledge deficits, we plan to require RNs, surgical technologists, clinical perfusionists, 
and surgical physician assistants to complete the online AORN Go Clear modules. In addition to staff education, the team made a proposal to provide brief educational sessions at surgeon specialty meetings. To address the lack of options for surgeons to evacuate smoke based on preference, the team scheduled meetings with company representatives to learn more about the options available. Implementation The GoClear implementation team members became unit champions because they were the first staff members to receive education about the topic and become experts. To become experts, the team members met with product representatives to learn about each product and the options available for smoke evacuation. This knowledge not only helped the team become experts, but also allowed team members to become resources for staff members and surgeons. Representation from each OR unit allowed the implementation team members to become the go-to resources on their units for smoke evacuation equipment and supply clarification, to assist with surgeon compliance if needed, and to report feedback to the other members of the GoClear team for their respective units. The team also developed an education plan for perioperative staff members, including RNs and surgical technologists. Instead of relying solely on the online AORN GoClear modules, the team created individualized presentations to accommodate a variety of learning needs. Staff members from various units presented the material to create a more personal learning experience. The team scheduled the first presentation with a company representative to cover the basics of surgical smoke, the hazards of surgical smoke, and how to evacuate surgical smoke. This presentation was a company-sponsored event and provided two continuing education units. The presentations that followed included a review of equipment and supplies available to evacuate surgical smoke, an explanation of the AORN GoClear Award, and a review of the information from AORN's Management of Surgical Smoke Toolkit. We provided these presentations to staff members at the weekly morning and afternoon perioperative services conference sessions. In addition, team members came in on a Saturday to provide education to the OR weekend staff members. These educational sessions provided a method to enhance learning from the AORN GoClear modules. All perioperative RNs, surgical technologists, clinical perfusionists, and surgical physician assistants registered for the online AORN GoClear modules and received an email with instructions to sign in and complete the modules. The modules allowed staff members to read and learn at their own pace about the hazards of surgical smoke and ways to eradicate it adequately. The implementation team members assisted their OR home units to achieve 100% compliance in completing the assigned modules. The team asked unit managers to support the initiative by providing staff members dedicated time to complete these modules. This dedicated time was essential to achieving the goal of 100% participation. The second piece of the action plan occurred conjunctually to create, schedule, and provide brief educational sessions to service-specific surgeon groups. To ensure that these sessions were well-received, the implementation team created concise presentations relevant to each service. Nursing team members working in a specific service presented to their physician group. For example, nursing team members who primarily work on urology procedures spoke to the urology surgeons, which allowed the surgeons to recognize their team champions. The implementation team recruited surgeon champions for each surgical service to assist in scheduling the educational sessions and to gain compliance and support.
The educational sessions also included a show-and-tell of the disposable goods available to evacuate surgical smoke from the field. The nurse manager who initially received approval to begin Operation Clean Air and led the implementation team sent a weekly email update to the implementation team members and to nurse managers to keep them informed about the progress of the education. In addition, a monthly email was sent to senior leaders to highlight which surgeon-surgical service groups had been educated, the number of online GoClear modules completed, and the next steps planned. For example, which groups were scheduled for upcoming education. To better facilitate the integration of smoke evacuation, the implementation team developed a hospital-wide standard using AORN's policy and procedure template as a guide. Our standard states that smoke evacuation will be used for all smoke-producing procedures. The RN circulator is to assess each procedure that could generate plume and provide an evacuation method to remove smoke from the OR. And surgical smoke will be removed using a smoke evacuation system during open and laparoscopic procedures. Barriers We encountered multiple barriers to implementing Operation Clean Air. The first barrier was the lack of available disposable supplies, for example, smoke evacuator pencils, wands and tubing, and laparoscopic plume evacuators, to open and use at the beginning of a procedure. We found two reasons why these supplies were not available. First, the supplies were not being picked for the procedure carts. To combat this, we added smoke evacuator disposable supplies to surgeon preference cards. Second, we encountered low PAR levels of these supplies. The implementation team invited supply chain management personnel to the Operation Clean Air team meetings. Including supply chain personnel in the conversation helped them understand why we need to increase our PAR levels and have smoke evacuation disposable supplies for so many procedures. Another barrier we encountered was the noise level of our smoke evacuator systems. Depending on the mode selected, some surgeons complained that the noise level was distracting. Members of the implementation team met with company representatives for the smoke evacuator system to discuss the noise level. The company listened to our concerns and relayed the information to their development engineers. The engineers informed us that they are currently working on methods to reduce the noise of the system. However, we needed to find alternatives to combat the issue. Implementation team members met with surgeon champions and determined that the best alternative was to have a discussion with the surgeon regarding the level of smoke evacuation required and the placement of the machine. We found that moving the machine farther away from the surgeon helped reduce distraction from the noise. Evaluation Throughout the course of the implementation phase, the implementation team monitored the effectiveness of Operation Clean Air. An interdisciplinary consultation with a medical center's librarian took place to ensure that all literature used was up to date and that the team followed the most current practice guidelines. As the implementation phase progressed, the knowledge gap began to close as evidenced by a dramatic increase in the use of smoke evacuation supplies. That is, staff members were opening more supplies to the sterile field. Before the educational sessions, total use of smoke evacuation supplies for the previous year hovered at an average of 260 per month. One month after the first educational sessions, use increased by more than one-third. In two months, use more than doubled, 
and after the third month of education, use of smoke evacuation supplies more than quadrupled from the baseline average. The use of smoke evacuation supplies increased from 8% before implementation to 39% after implementation. Uses continue to trend upward steadily, indicating that our implementation strategies have been effective. Numbers, however, only illustrate a limited picture. Analyzing the increase in smoke evacuation supplies did not establish whether staff members were actually using the supplies, that is, opening them to the sterile field and using them throughout the procedure, or if staff members were using them correctly. The implementation team conducted direct observation audits to monitor compliance. Designated implementation team members performed one audit each week for 12 weeks. Auditors observed smoke evacuation practices during all procedures, occurring in every operating suite during an eight-hour workday. Auditors chose alternating days each week to ensure that they analyzed all operating block times. If staff members did not handle smoke evacuation supplies appropriately, auditors performed on-site education and worked with staff members to solve problems. Random audits continue at the time of this publication and have helped ensure that staff members demonstrate increased compliance and knowledge. Next Steps Since the beginning of the AORN Go Clear program in January 2017, staff members have become active participants and have voiced concerns regarding the hazards of surgical smoke. In February 2017, we added the AORN Go Clear modules to the perioperative orientation program for all incoming staff members. New staff members have expressed appreciation for this preventative education. Ongoing education for nursing staff members, surgeons, and all team members remains vital to the sustained success of the Operation Clean Air program. Ongoing education and surveillance is required to maintain a smoke-free environment. Conclusion Our facility was recently notified that we have received a gold-level AORN GoClear award. We are pleased to have achieved our goal, but realize that education and support for physician groups and individual units will be ongoing. Implementation team members will continue to monitor smoke evacuation on their units, perform random audits, and attend quarterly meetings. In addition, team members will continue to provide brief updates to perioperative personnel at meetings. As our perioperative services educator advised, the safety of all of us lies within reach by each of us. Therefore, it is an interdisciplinary responsibility to educate, respond to concerns, and continue the momentum to accomplish our goal and maintain the standard of safe care.